재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 The song you're listening to right now is March for Our Beloved or Imul Wihan Hengjin Gok in Korean. It's a familiar song, I think, to most of our listeners over the past decade. Uh, it's somewhat become the official anthem for this ceremony, which honors the victims of the pro democracy movement in Gwangju, May 18th, every single year. Uh, traditionally, uh, attendees of the official ceremony uh, were united in singing. This anthem, however, uh, in recent years, that's changed uh, since the inauguration of former President Lee Myung-bak in 2009. They decided to do away with the requirement of singing the anthem instead of having a choir uh, do the performance and have people basically choose. Now, this has become a huge ideological issue uh, in regards to whether you uh, stand on the right or the left of the political aisle and how you view the Gwangju uprising. But needless to say, the recent controversy has opened up a lot of those old wounds here in Korea. Regional divide, political divide. And we're going to talk about this uh, on this 36th anniversary of the May 18th Democratic Uprising. Give us your thoughts. Text us at pound 1013 for 51 or send us a Kakao Talk message by adding TBS EFM as a plus friend. Very pleased to have joining us here in the studio uh, two uh, great journalists. Uh, they're going to give us their thoughts on the issue. First, we have the managing editor of Korea Expose, Gu Seung. Seung, good to see you again. Thank you for Hello, joining us. Hello, Henry. Always nice to be here. And also joining us for the first time uh, from the German newspaper Taz, Fabian Kreschmer. Thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for the invitation. I'd like to start with uh, Seung, if I may. Um, I know that most of our Korean listeners obviously know the song or have heard the song. They know probably the background of what the recent controversy is. But for our expat listeners, perhaps, maybe give us a brief background about March for the Beloved, please. Of course. Um, what's interesting about this song is the fact that it was not actually sung at the democracy uprising in 1980. It was written after the fact in 1982, if I believe. And it was to... Um, a spirit wedding. Yeah, it was for a very special event. Um, one of the activists who died during the democracy uprising basically was given a spirit wedding uh, to another activist. And in order to mark this event, uh, a song was written, and thus was the birth of uh, the March for the Beloved. Uh, what is interesting about it is um, it talks about this uh, abstract figure called the Beloved, which is often used in Korea to talk about the nation or about the people. And in this case, uh, it could stand for the activists who died in the course of the event, but also it stands for the uh, the movement itself. So it has become very popular, as right. you have said. And as we'll talk about later, the, the right wing says that uh, that also stands for some other figure um, who may not be as Nobody sympathetic. Knows. But yeah. uh, we'll talk about that in a while. Uh, Fabian, I mentioned how in recent years the government did decide to uh, do away with the uh, unified singing and have a choir perform. Now, g- give us your thoughts on the, on the reasons behind this. 
Yeah, well, I mean, first it happened in 2009 with the Im Young Bak uh, government. Um, they struck it off from the official protocol. And I mean, yeah, they, they also faced some political pressure. There were some right wing protesters uh, demanding the decision. And uh, I mean, uh, the claim is that the lyrics are radical or. In other words, I think it was not openly articulated, but could be um, interpreted pro-North, like um, who, who is meant or who is referred to as uh, for the beloved. But, you know, in, in my opinion, like uh, coming from Germany, um, I think this sounds to me like Cold War paranoia, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, okay, so let me play devil's advocate, okay? Sure. So 2009, uh, Im Young-bak, uh, his administration says, oh, this you know everyone's singing we don't need to do that let's just have a nice choir perform the song all the dignitaries in attendance all the general public if you want to sing you can sing if you don't want to sing uh, you don't sing so they'll say okay what's the big deal it's just going to be a choir performing instead of everyone getting together um, this has this is such a interesting wedge issue here in korea is it not yeah like many issues that serve as a wedge in south korea often have much to do with ideology but but perhaps um what else i really wonder in this particular case i mean the fight really boils down to what what does this song really represent in this ceremony is this something that uh, people can choose to subscribe to meaning the ideal of democracy or is this something that really should be subscribed to together by the whole nation let us not forget that this event today commemorating march 8 uh, may 18th it's really um it's an official function we have the prime minister attending although the president chose not to go and many 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 politicians from all sides of the political spectrum came so should they really sing this together like basically a national anthem huh? or should it be something that people can choose to to uphold that's really what the fight is about Yes, Fabian. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's it's rather a symbolic issue, but I mean, what it's about, the bigger question is, um, do the activists or the citizens of Guangzhou, do they get their full recognition or not? I think that's that's what it's about, at least for them. Right. I, it feels like, okay, let's say if you're someone who is so-called liberal or someone who really feels that this uh, May 18th movement was a special and important part of Korean history, you're not necessarily going to be draconian, dictatorial and say, you know, everybody has to sing this or you're, you know, you're a bad guy. But I think what there is, this is more of a reaction to the government all of a sudden coming in and the symbolism of saying a choir should sing it. And it's not required anymore because we have to appreciate the sensitivities of these conservatives who feel this is some communist plot and we have to respect that opinion well there's tr there's truth to what you're saying at the same time i think we have to understand that a lot of progressives and the left-leaning activists here in south korea really think of this song as something that embodies the national spirit they argue the Gwangju democracy movement was pivotal to modern korean history this is something that everybody should feel i know I know what you're saying when you say people should not be forced to do this, but, but when they think of this as something so symbolic, it is very important for them that everybody does it. We need to also think about how this issue becomes very personal for many people who are active in South Korean politics. Um, the, the people who are in left-leaning or progressive political movements today, they were active in the student movements of the 1980s. They, some of them were uh, actually in student protests around the country, and some people might even have been 
in Gwangju. Mm-hmm. So when this song is being rejected, in their mind, this is actually rejection of what they themselves have achieved. Conversely, for the conservatives, um, they too were in power in the 1980s. Many people who are associated with the Park Geun-hye administration today were actually involved in the yeah. the Duhan regime that ruled the 1980s of South Korea. So for them also, this is a personal issue. We've seen, and I mean, this is getting too much into the politics of things, but uh, the prime minister who was sort of the, the governmental head as part of the official ceremony did not sing, uh, but the floor leader, Chung jin Sakku is in a little bit of a dispute with the uh, current government mm-hmm. right now, uh, did actually <laughs> decide to sing, even the former leader of the uh, Senate Party, Kim Musung. Um, so th- there are fissures, and th- as you sing, uh, there are very definitely heated opinions behind this, but the idea that uh, the president and there was a meeting with the big kind of leaders of the major parties and she was saying I want to be more communicative I want to kind of have more unity in the politics and they said I will make a very positive decision on this question of the anthem why do you feel that the ministry decided ultimately no we're not, we're just going to keep a status quo we're not going to give you the olive branch well I mean I th- think there was a um statement by the ministry um which kind of mentioned that North Korea um used the song for a, for a block like a movie from 1991 as a background music and yeah but I think that's not a yeah justified reason I mean yeah but anyway I think it's it's um, they want to avoid ideological standoff it's a very polarizing issue so they want to leave it uh, for the persons for their free will whether to sing along or not I think that's the main reason right and so maybe the ministry is saying, look, there are still some conservatives who have very strong opinions about this. They're very, very vehement. that, And we do have to sort of recognize that there are, I suppose, different opinions and thoughts on this actual song. Bottom line, and I think most people will say that there were not some this is not a subversive attempt to symbolize that uh, when north korea comes and conquers south korea we will see the beloved uh, the the leader kim il sung <laughs> unite the country and that is not the original meaning of this song how do we put this to bed well i mean ultimately if the song is truly pro north korea the government would have long ago invoked the uh, national security law to say this is not acceptable because as we many of us know uh, anything pro north korea is actually illegal uh, or rather to praise north korea is illegal here in south korea and the song could fall under that law but certainly they don't really have the justification for that so that's uh, that's really my take on this whole government uh, rationale. Okay. Very briefly, ten yeah. Like, um, so, if I drew drew the comparison to Germany, I would say like the student movement also had some radical point of views, but now they are like one was a foreign minister, one are like uh, is, is in the economy. So, I think you shouldn't make a big deal out of the anti anti North Korea. Right. Yeah. We're going to talk about this in much more detail. We're also going to be joined by Donald Kirk. He is a journalist who was actually there covering the events in Gwangju live. Stay tuned.